Hello. Hello. Hi, Mommy. How are you? I'm very well, sweet pea. How are you? Very <laughs> grateful good. for 5 o'clock in the morning tomorrow. Yes. Um, we're going on a trip at 5 in the morning, so we're very excited for our vacation that hasn't come in a while. Yes. Um, but welcome back to Youth in the Youthful Podcast. I'm your host, Sweet Pea. And I'm Mommy. And um, yeah, uh, I guess we'll let's get started. Um this week one of the topics we had well one of the topics i i wrote down just as an idea was to discuss our tattoos yes. you know it's funny though because i presented this idea to you and i was like oh maybe we shouldn't talk about it just in case i don't know we rob a bank and <laughs> this podcast is used as, as evidence You're like oh yeah they talked about that tattoo on their left leg and <laughs> well, i don't think we'll have any problems with that because i have no intentions of robbing <laughs> <a> bank. <laughs> no, no no i know but you know what i'm saying i i watch a lot of tv so that's the first thing i thought about yeah, like very fantastic tattoos being able to identify people in the street and stuff like that well not necessarily because again my i have three tattoos they're all on the right side of my body mm-hmm. one on the inside of my right leg and the outside of my right leg and one on uh, my right shoulder blade and if i'm robbing a bank i'm not going to have any <laughs> exposing skin yeah or i mean so i guess we won't see it i guess we know that now it's like make sure you cover <laughs> up everything right just in case well, I again, I can't believe we're having conversations <laughs> about robbing a bank. We have no, I have no intentions of ever robbing a bank. And I always told you, don't do anything to go to jail because mm-hmm. you're gonna be hard pressed to see mommy. What do you mean? You're I'm not want, coming to visit you. You don't want me staying there. Well, if you again, same thing. We have, we're just all off. But I've always said that you know, if you commit a crime, that I will support you as far as making sure you get the. Good like lawyer. Good lawyer, the services that you... But if you committed the crime, you, you committed the crime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> I won't that be committing any crimes. Yeah. Don't, please, don't. But, um... Okay, so when did you get your first tattoo? Ooh, my first tattoo I got when I was 40 years old. Um, it's interesting because I've always wanted tattoos, but um, we... My... Our skin keloids, mm-hmm. and um, my family keloid a lot um, with cuts or bruises, and I had um, I had pierced my ears. Um, oh, I did everything kind of late. I pierced my ears when I was in my thirties because my girlfriend um, was getting married, and I wanted to have earrings. pierced earrings. I didn't want to have clip-ons because those things hurt. And you can always find really nice earrings. I wanted to wear diamonds mm-hmm. and. Uh, they don't make diamond clip ones Mm -hmm. so I went to get my ears pierced and um I didn't get them pierced earlier but again because we keloid Mm -hmm. so I went and I got four done at one time so wait before uh, two things one Mm -hmm. just to explain what a keloid is in case people don't know um, a keloid is a raised scar after an injury has healed a keloid is caused by an excess protein in the skin during healing so like so you get a cut or something, it's like your body basically makes too much skin, so it just keeps like building on top of it. Um, so you said that you had you our skin keloids in the family. Did, yes. So you knew this from 
other people in the family not but from yourself well like my aunt esther shout out on esther we're coming <laughs> to see you um so yes my aunt esther had a keloid on her ear mm-hmm. that she had to get surgically uh surgically removed mm-hmm. my skin didn't my skin also keloid but not to the point where it was as excess skin but a keloid most people who do know is kind of like a, a almost like a cocooning kind of healing okay and then the the bit larger growths mm-hmm. are the ones that have to be removed. Mm-hmm. So I got, um, I went and I had my ears pierced. I got four holes at the same time. I'm like, well, because if it's going keloid, let it all do it at mm-hmm. one time and I can handle it. Two on both ears. Two, and two on, two two both on ears. each ear. Mm-hmm. Yes, two on each ear. Two on each ear. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, three of them were fine and, of course, one keloid. So um, I had to, in a keloid, and it grew and I had to get it removed. But um, so I was reluctant to get tattoos of all my life. I've seen them. I think they're really nice. I I enjoy them. And my my reasoning for getting them is just another way of self-expression. So I wanted to get um, tattoos. And Jessica's dad had uh, tattoos and his skin didn't keloid. But I I wanted to get them. So when I turned 40, um, I said I was going to do it. I said, well... I would do it on the inside of my leg, so this way, if it did keloid, no one would see it. Um, so on the inside of my right leg, I have a sun, moon, and stars, because I love nature. I love the, the, the stars, the celestials. I just love the universe. It's great. So on the inside of my uh, right leg, I have a sun, moon, and stars, and it's colored. And I got, I got the tattooed in the village. I was 40 years old. And then... Um, you went by yourself? No, I went with um, Dwayne Corbett. Shout out, Dwayne. <laughs> and um, we went in the village, and he was getting a tattoo of friend at the same time. So I went and I got it done, and it hurt like the Dickens. And <laughs> it's interesting because the 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 sh- the coloring part, the shading part, that didn't hurt to me. It was just the outline, the mm-hmm. constantly going over the same spot was crazy um and uh, the tattoo artist he said you're doing so good for a tattoo virgin I was <laughs> like, oh, thank, thank you but after the outline I was like I said I'm done I uh, forget the color <laughs> and um he said no 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 you've been doing so good you go through it do the color because if you just get the outline you're going to be disappointed mm-hmm. and he was right so I don't remember his name but shout out to my tattoo artist in the village and um I love it and then I don't know how old I was for the second one. I can't quite remember how old I was. Mm. Um, but they're cocopellies, and then they're on the outside of my leg. And cocopellies are, um, they're actually fertility deities. Um, and they're hunchback, and they play fluted instruments. But mine are, um, they're just for love, and they're shooting stars outside of their flutes. So, and that's on the outside of my leg. And um, I actually got them with my friend um, Amy Martinez. Shout out, Amy! <laughs> and um, they're very—they um, mean a lot to me. So, I have them on the outside of my leg. And then my daughter, right before she was going to college, mm-hmm. she said, "Mommy, can we get matching tattoos?" And I said, "Sure." And um, we both have them on our right shoulders. Mine is the infinity symbol. Mm -hmm. um, And it says... Beyond. Beyond. 
because and and it's, it's the infinity symbol inside of a heart and it says beyond because we have this thing we always say we love you to the moon and back mm-hmm. but my thing was i love you to infinity and beyond so and then that's it i i always said i wanted to get um tree a tree of life, life mm-hmm. which i'm still considering <laughs> i hope you do because you've talked about it for so long yeah i do I really you still know you don't know where I'm thinking on everything is on the right, so I'm thinking uh, on my right um, forearm that's on true, the inside. Yeah. Um, I really want that, and I've always wanted um, a vine of flowers mm-hmm. on my feet, mm-hmm. on my foot, coming mm-hmm. up. But I, I can only imagine that's going to be extremely painful. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know. That's it. That's my tattoo journey. What about yeah. you? Um, so yeah, the fear of the foot too. Oof. I don't think I want to do that ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, I had a fear of the wrist and you, yeah. So my tattoo journey, um, yeah, I grew up seeing my parents with tattoos. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's cool. I want one too. I think it's interesting though, because I mean, obviously we go nature versus nurture and like who you are as a person and stuff like that. Um, but I think that, um, I don't know. It was just something that I always wanted to do and I don't think, I mean, even there's people who have parents have tattoos or children have tattoos, but they don't have any kind of thing. I do think, though, seeing that you guys had it like in, did influence me a mm-hmm, little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted I decided I wanted to get a tattoo. I want to say when I was 16 and I'm very impatient. I'm a very <laughs> impatient person. And in high school, I was like, Mommy, I want a tattoo. And I think at the time, I didn't really know what I wanted. Um, my mom was like, OK, when you turn 18, you can get it. Or, like, 17, I was like, I want this tattoo. And you were like, okay, 18, you can get it. I'm like, what's a year going to do? That's not going to make much of a difference. Now I realize as I have gotten older, (laughs) a year, thinking about last year, a year makes a huge difference. Oh, my goodness. Um, So, yeah, my first tattoo I got um, with my mother and my aunt um, in Brooklyn somewhere. And (laughs) initially, it had been a longer quote. I am royalty because he is king, he being God, and I got that on my forearm, mm-hmm. um, and <laughs> the experience is funny. Going back to me being <laughs> impatient, I was like, I want to go now, it's my birthday, I want to do it right now, instead of like booking a time, finding an artist I liked, all that stuff, so I got it from this guy in Brooklyn, and he wasn't bad, but um, I kind of wanted the letters closer together, and because I wanted that it kind of made the ink how do i explain it like spread a little bit so Mm -hmm. the words aren't as clear as they could be but you can see what it says um and i i like it i just i wish i had waited i wish i had just been a little bit more patient like maybe one one day waited a day but i do like it Mm -hmm. um my next tattoo what was my second tattoo i think it was my back the second tattoo was the tattoo yes. I got with my mother. Mm-hmm. Um, she has the infinity sign um, with the beyond inside the infinity with a heart around it. And I just have the infinity with the beyond. Um, so it's matching, but not matching. Um, but I think that's good because like we are different people and our styles are different. So I wouldn't have wanted her to get something that maybe she wasn't 100% happy with. And then me to get something that maybe I wasn't 100% happy with. But we both love it. And I'm so happy that we, we have it. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorites. I mean, I, I love all my tattoos. but And it's it funny because I don't see my tattoos. Yeah, I, I know they're there. Uh, but yeah, but I don't I really either. The one on my yeah, I don't really either. I Yeah, I, I sometimes forget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
And then my third one, I think my ankle. When you turned 21? Mm-hmm. My third one I got in Vegas when I turned 21. And so initially my first tattoo was I am royalty because he is king. That's what I wanted. I took out the royalty and I got I am because he is. Um, and to kind of equate to the royalty part of it, I got a crown on my ankle. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was years after my second tattoo, which was, I got the second, oh my gosh, I got my, I got two tattoos in one year mm-hmm. at, when I turned 18. So 21. And I was terrified. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's going to hurt so much. What am I doing? Mm-hmm. Um, and I got it. It did hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm happy I got it. I kind of got my tattoos in different places, and I kind of like that story behind it. So being able to get it when I turned 21 in Vegas, of all places, so that was pretty cool. Um, and then my fourth tattoo, I have on my forearm. Left forearm. My left forearm, which is a dream catcher. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a moon dream catcher. So, like, I'm obsessed with the moon. <laughs> and just like how my mother's obsessed with nature and all that stuff, like, another part of me has gotten that from her as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really obsessed with the moon. And people who have been around me, they know that I am. And, like, we'll be outside. I'm like, oh, my gosh, look at the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I actually created this myself, which I'm really happy about. I was able to kind of put my own touch on it because I didn't uh, – I hated kind of sometimes – looking at a tattoo and then just being like, I want that exact one. So even yeah. my, even my crown, yeah, I, I kind created of just, all mine as well. Yeah. I kind of switched it up a little bit. Like I want this, I want that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, it's a dream catcher. I um, love that one. Yeah. I love this one too. Mm-hmm. Um, dream catcher moon. Um, that has like little, what do you call these? Like kind of like fringes. Yeah. Dangly things. And it has like a, fringes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it has like a feather on it. And for a while I thought that this I don't it's so interesting my stories are always so much like longer but anyways I thought that I had there is Native American in our family but Mm -hmm. I don't have a piece of it I thought that like I was like part Native American because my well this doesn't make sense as I say it out loud my great 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 how great like how many greats is it four greats many greats on on your on my mother's mother's side. side is well she was full what Cherokee. she was full Cherokee I believe yes or maybe half okay I have Native American in my family um and I wanted to kind of also commemorate that and that's where like the dream catcher part comes in and the moon and all that stuff so that's there I'm, I'm so glad I got it <laughs> I, it's so interesting because I do remember like every time I got a tattoo and how I felt and where I was and I remember on the way to the tattoo parlor, like looking at my forearm, because like I, obviously tattoos are permanent. So I'm always like, okay, do I really, really want this? And that's one of the most important things. It's like, yeah, you may feel like you want a tattoo, but when you think about it, like in the long term, are you gonna be happy with it? Are you gonna be, you know, are you just gonna be happy with it? And I remember mm-hmm. sitting in the car on the way to the tattoo place, looking at my 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 tattooless arm at the time, and I'm like, <laughs> at the time I was like, do I really want to do this? Like. Will I be happy if I have something here for the rest of my life? Like, or will I not be happy if I don't get it? And it's always like, I won't be happy if I don't get it. So that also really hurt. This one really hurt. My mm-hmm. my forearm was probably one of the most painful. And then my back actually was one of the most painful. Yeah, that one in the back hurts a lot. Yeah. And then my next tattoo is on my finger. <laughs> of my right hand. Of my right hand. It, and um, it is for my pledge class for my fraternity when I was in school. 
and it's Beta Delta. And um, it's not just for my pledge class. It's not just for my pledge class. It's also um, it kind of embodies or it's just like a, a, the time period for me when I was in college because that whole period in my life was like life-changing basically mm-hmm. um I didn't want to go to college um I'm, well correct that I didn't you didn't want to stay on campus no I didn't want to go to college oh I thought you didn't want to stay on campus no I didn't want to go to college I didn't want to stay on Oops. campus um but I think maybe at the time it was just like me being like oh I don't want to do this but like obviously well, yeah. it's important and I th- you were tired of school I was tired of school right. I wanted to go into cosmetology do you remember, oh, gosh, don't remember yeah, this conversation remember okay mm-hmm. so yeah i was like i just want to go to cosmetology school i don't want to go to a four-year school but i'm glad i did it got it over with and i can obviously still go to cosmetology school if i wanted to Ex- and i believe that's what i told her yeah uh, i believe i said that you know it's the entire college experience mm-hmm. that you really you won't regret mm-hmm. and i i told her that she had to go to college and she had to stay on campus mm-hmm. at least for a semester mm-hmm. and if she didn't like it she was welcome to come home and commute Mm-hmm. And I stayed all four years. She stayed all four years. <laughs> the first semester, she came home like every weekend. Every weekend. It was only about a half an hour drive. Mm-hmm. Um, she came home every weekend, and then she pledged, and that was it. I didn't see her anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I have that on my finger. And, again, it mostly it's for my pledge class, um, but it also really commemorates my time between the years of 2013 and 2017 that literally changed my life and not just because of college other things happened in there as well but it changed my life for the better and like I am the person I am because of that time in my life so this tattoo is actually very very special to me and Mm -hmm. a lot of people see and they're like oh finger tattoo but they don't like know the Mm -hmm. meaning behind it Mm -hmm. um so there's that and then the next one, my last one, is um, it's a flower wristlet. Before, I had one flower that was a tulip, um, but I didn't like it, so I got it recovered. <laughs> and I actually got what I wanted initially, which was, uh, again, me being impatient. I don't know how I didn't learn my lesson from the first time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I got it covered up, and it's a flower ringlet all across my whole wrist. Mm-hmm. And it has like a rose, it has sunflower, it has like miscellaneous like flowers with some pussy willows mm-hmm. and a tulip, um, tulip for my birthday um, in March. And then I just like roses and sunflowers and um, yeah, yeah so nice. that's my, I always wanted a wristlet mm-hmm. and I'm really happy with it. Um, yeah, I just always wanted it. This has meaning just with, with my tulip but it doesn't i think just for it's a lot for aesthetics Mm. um because that's what i I wanted one and i just i wanted it near my wrist and like i like where it is and the placement Mm. and everything so i'm very happy with all my tattoos and i was fearful of that one because it is by the wrist and all the little veins yeah it hurt but you did a good job yeah you did a good job it hurt Mm -hmm. but i think the worst was my forearm and my back yeah, and it's interesting because, you know, um, being a, a preacher's granddaughter, mm. one of the things that come up about tattoos being sinful. Mm-hmm. And, in um, the Old Testament, right? In, in Leviticus, yeah. Leviticus, we're studying that now. Interesting, mm-hmm. interesting thing. Anyway, so Leviticus 19 and 28 says, You shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor tattoo any marks on you. I am the Lord. And... Um, 
again, it really speaks to this this part in it was um, in the Bible. My understanding was about the um, the pagan worshiping, and we're supposed to be set apart. So if the pagans were doing it, you know, Christians mm-hmm. shouldn't. And I and I, I always go back to it's your relationship with God, and God knows your heart. He knows why you're doing it. If it's idolatry or anything like that, that's a different situation. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the things that I thought was interesting was that um, I remember when Granddaddy Ed, shout out Ed, <laughs> um, he, um, he fell in the house. Ed is my stepdad. And he fell in the house, and the um, paramedics were coming to, to help him to get him to the hospital because he broke his kneecap. And um, I was in awe. I, actually, I was shocked. He has tattoo. Ed doesn't know. Okay, I'm like, where's it going? <laughs> where it's going is that the paramedics came in and they were oh. tatted up mm-hmm. from the neck. I mean, I could see all of that tattoos. And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> because, again, you know, when coming up, tattoos were something that was supposed to be hidden. Mm-hmm. If you were working, you shouldn't be exposing them while you were working. And even things have just changed and relaxed so much because mm-hmm. now it's not so much that you have to cover them. I, I still would say if, I'm, if you're going somewhere and you have a, a sleeve and, you know, it should be covered if you're at work, if you're in a corporate setting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, I, I was here and it, it amazed me because I was judging. I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's all tatted up. You know how professional he is, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they couldn't, lift him up I had to tell him how to do it so they wouldn't hurt him so mm-hmm. that probably hasn't was included in it but the fact that we are so relaxed with with tattoos you can anywhere it doesn't matter but in my mind it's still something that in, in corporate America should be mm-hmm. or in the medical field should be and even like with the nurses and this may be going off on a tangent but there was a point in time when you couldn't wear nail polish mm-hmm. or, and it had to be clear because you were you know back and forth and and now you see attendants with their scrubs on on the train and and so the mm. cleanliness of it and then and, and uh, i don't know and tattoos and everything else so um i really think this again going back it really depends on your character and how you how you carry yourself because it, when you think about people who are are wealthy some from really really wealthy people like they wear t-shirt and jeans mm-hmm. but it, and and they're professional and this they're, they're intelligent but mm-hmm. they just they dress a certain way so if you don't just look at the exterior of a person and just really get to know mm-hmm. the person and what they're they're capable of doing it doesn't matter if they're tatted mm-hmm. up to the neck you know and don't judge a book by its cover do not judge a book by its yeah cover. i when i got my wrist tattoo i was very very afraid of um what was gonna happen not mm. that like i was gonna be like fired but i don't know i always jumped to like those conclusions so mm-hmm. i was like oh like what if you know my bosses see me and they're like oh why did you do that to yourself or something along those lines um but even like my finger tattoo before i got my wrist Mm -hmm. um people were like oh you have a tattoo like they'll see it sometimes Mm -hmm. um and be surprised by that a lot of people are surprised i have tattoos i guess because like my demeanor the way i come off Mm -hmm. i'm not Mm -hmm. what 
tattoos equal or whatever their their definition of a tattoo is well i think initially when you you know even my age when you think a tattoo you think of you know rough bike riders (laughs) people you know wear leathers you know whatever i mean i love leather jackets me too i think that's the thing yeah like but you can't you can't say that this equals this and like you can't you know stereotype thank you (laughs) you can't like stereotype people because whatever definition you have of mm-hmm. that meaning so like yeah when i got that tattoo when i got the tattoo i was afraid and like i tried to hide it even mm-hmm. as it was healing yeah, but like no one you know said no anything one no one cared and i think at the i think it's different though in that's in that situation because they already knew who i was as a person right. my work ethic and all that stuff so if i had come in with the tattoos initially maybe mm. in my interview mm. that might have been a, a setback but afterwards like well we know jessica's a good worker so you know that isn't I'm just I'm just thinking out loud. Maybe that's not right. Maybe that's, you know, whatever. But that's just my thought on it. Yeah, I think it's interesting because um, I recall when I was walking in the hall in, um, in the summer um, when I was downtown in World Trade Center. I um, So I was um, walking in the hallway and I, I had on a skirt and someone said, you have, on, you have a tattoo? I was like, hmm? And I'm like, oh, yeah. And again, I think, like you said, it's because of the definition that they have of people mm-hmm. who have tattoos. And I obviously didn't fit into mm-hmm. that definition. But, you know, we're multi-layered. With, mm-hmm. you know, and I love them. I think they're, again, a good way of expression. Now, I think when, when you know, people get those, what are those things? Gauges. Those gauges in their ears. And that to me, that's just because for me, that's a cultural mm. definition, and mm-hmm. there's a reason for it. That's why I always asked, and I asked you when you wanted to get your nose pierced and your cartilage pierced and all of those things because I could see that that is part of your personality, and I just wanted to make sure you were getting it because you wanted it, mm-hmm. not because you know, peer pressure or, or anything like that. So, and to see what it meant for you. So, um, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, um, I I think we are going in a good direction though, because like, one of the things I always think about, um, the saying is like dress like the job you want or something like that. Mm, mm-hmm, so, like the mm-hmm. if you're the plumber, not plumber, but <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, and there's I guess, nothing wrong with a plumber. No, no, I'm saying, but like I was gonna say, if you're a plumber, wear a suit, but like you don't want to be. Oh, you know, right. no, cleaning toys cl- in a suit, yeah, obviously. I, I so that's like a different situation. But like, if you aspire to be like a manager and you're at a lower level, like wear a suit every day. That this is what I remember being told, right? Wear a suit every day because you're dressing like the, the and attracting what you want. That's but I think that I mean that yeah, that's something that I was told. But I yeah. think that um, you know, it's it's about the quality of work, right? And like, I can work, I believe, mm-hmm. probably better if anything. And we've probably seen that now with the pandemic, mm-hmm. being home, Just you know, being comfortable yeah, being comfortable. Are. I could probably work a lot better than if I was in, you know, a, a skirt set kind of thing. Yeah, that's interesting because I remember when I first started working, I never wanted to wear a suit. Me neither. And I, I, I always knew I would be in some type of leadership or managerial role. Um, but I, that just wasn't who I was. And again, because mm-hmm. how, to me, what you wear, what, what you say, tattoos, what kind of accessories, adornments or whatever, they are um, just an expression of yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, I can rock a suit, mm-hmm. and but it's I, I'd be 
more comfortable wearing mm-hmm. whatever I ensemble I put together. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, like and I, I can think, dress up, but like I don't want to do that every day. Right, and I think again, if you just you know let the work I've done speak for me. So mm-hmm. you don't if you, and that's what I'm all over the place. But that's one of the things that we in the leadership steering committee are trying to get with blind resumes. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you look at you, you have certain informations, it. it it colors or gives you a definition of what you think that person is. Mm-hmm. And like, I like the voice and how those kind of things, because usually what you think the people look like, mm-hmm. if you hear them, is not what they end up looking like when you turn around. So, similarly to, you know, I'm not what I wear, I'm not my hair, mm-hmm. I'm not those things. Those are like self expression of myself, but it's not who I absolutely am. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's definitely going in a good direction i mean even as you mentioned about hair like being a black woman in in the workplace and Mm. that that whole situation going on there like it's good that you know people are realizing one that it's discrimination but it Mm. doesn't matter Mm -mm. like it doesn't obviously like as long as you you can speak clearly you can Mm -hmm. type you you know you know what you're doing you know and that's how you want yeah the work's getting done that's how you want your company to be represented like what you look like shouldn't matter mm-hmm. and i think i think i don't know maybe for me like maybe my mind has to also alter just mm-hmm. thinking about um why well, watching a lot of youtube and social media right so mm-hmm. seeing people and i'm like that's what they look like and <laughs> wow they've accomplished so many things but you know i guess just how our brains are wired mm-hmm. by society to like think a, how someone look like someone looks a certain way based off of like what they've accomplished and stuff like that when that doesn't matter at the end of the day no and i think too like sometimes when you listen to people on the phone you have a picture of what they look like and Mm -hmm. and usually it's what you're used to you know it's inside your environment Mm -hmm. i mean whatever and then when you see them then they look nothing like you thought and again the bottom line is can i get the the job done Mm -hmm. and so um and also what the company that you're going to for once or the brand that you're representing how they want their rep- their mm-hmm. product represented mm-hmm. so um, I could see why they back in the day they wanted you to have a suit and a tie and, and all those things that they deemed right was um, professional but as we go along and like you said now with the pandemic it, it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah I was gonna say like we we, not we, but the people of society, mm-hmm. those are the mm-hmm. people that set the standard at the mm-hmm. time. And it's like, now we're changing that standard mm-hmm. because Millennials a lot of people are. don't and haven't mm-hmm. fit into that little box mm-hmm. that, you know, initially was created. And millennials, actually, they are <laughs> definitely changing the work, the work flow, the stream, and thank God for you. Because, mm-hmm. like, again, remote working is, is definitely a millennial thing. Mm-hmm. And most... Um, uh, students uh, or coming out of college that would do internships or whatever and when they're looking for um, an employer of choice one of the things mm-hmm. one of the highest things is like we need to be able to work remotely mm-hmm. <laughs> that whole commuting and being in the office every day is not going to work mm-hmm. and a lot of companies are, are picking that up and thankfully so is ours mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I mean I think things are going to change a lot once th- I guess the boomers kind of She's leave it me off, y'all. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> not no. Leave the workplace. The retire, workforce. right? Because like mm-hmm. then the millennials might be in that spot. Mm, the charge. Just how? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. going to what you were saying about how things are changing, but mm-hmm. I feel like we're maybe in a transition, kind of, of like 
the boomers are still in charge the millennials mm-hmm. are underneath but like it'll be interesting to see when the millennials are the ones that are then the ones setting the standard like mm-hmm. this is how it's going to be and moving forward and then also it should be interesting too how what is it gen z the mm-hmm. generation mm-hmm. after what they want mm. <laughs> what they want in a workplace versus gen what millennials want in a workplace i know <laughs> I know. Sorry, Gen Z's. So, yeah, that's... Those are our thoughts on that. Yeah, that actually could be another conversation. What, the difference between... Yeah. We had that conversation about... Oh, yeah. We read an article about the difference in generations. And And just our work ethics and mm -hmm. what our Basically, millennials are... are, They got the short end of the stick. (laughs) (laughs) And the money, like how we see things and... Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, maybe that'll be a conversation another time. If you guys want us to talk about that, let us know. Um, And that is the end of this episode. Um, It's a little short this week. We there's a lot going on, um, and I think we kind of want to be between like thirty to forty minutes. Uh, Our last conversation was about an hour because we were very. It was very heated, (laughs) not heated, but we had a lot of thoughts on it. I I think at some point we should kind of have like a, a follow up to that conversation because there's been some things that have happened after the fact. Um, because you know it's cancel culture it's apology culture everybody you know apologizing to the masses and mm-hmm. so maybe we can touch on that another time mm-hmm. as well and my quote for today mm-hmm. is have a heart that never hardens a temper that never tires and a touch that never hurts by charles dickens okay thank you guys thank so you. much have a great rest of the or great beginning of your next week yes and leave comments leave you know let us know what you're thinking what we should be doing what we should not be doing and just let us hear from you mm-hmm. I, you guys most people i believe who are listening know how to get in touch with us um and i mean last week i actually didn't talk about how to like find us on social media um but that will be coming soon but for now the way that you're communicating is perfectly fine let us know what you think how you thought about the episodes last episodes too short too long blah 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 all your thoughts on that stuff so and for the ones that have already commented thank you yes thank you again guys yeah the support yeah and your support it's been great it's been great uh thank you guys so much and we'll talk to you next time bye now bye